Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to another episode, everybody. I've got a few things to talk about today, but I'm actually just sitting here. I've just been sitting here debating. I had a really big weekend. I had family come down and visit me, which was amazing. I got to spend time with my mom and my cousin and my aunties, which, oh, family is super, super important to me. So I loved it. But I also had a few late nights. I don't know if you guys know, but I am a straight up nana who is usually in bed by 8.30 And one day I didn't get to bed till 4.30 in the morning. And you know what? It's not my vibe. So I'm still recovering. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And it's been a couple of days. But I was having one of those moments of like, oh, I haven't cooked dinner. Like I haven't had time to cook anything. By the time I finish recording this episode, am I going to be bothered? I'm like, maybe I should just get Uber Eats. And basically the reason I'm telling you this is because you know what? Sometimes we don't have to have all the balls in the air. I would quite, you know, like to make myself, I planned like this really nice, like roast veggies and like delicious grains and all of this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Today, I think I'm just going to drop the ball in the area of nutrition and I'm going to go for what's easy. I'm going to go for what's quick. And that's either going to be meagering or it's going to be Uber Eats. So this is just my reminder to you guys that it's okay. It's okay if sometimes that happens. I am also absolutely not remotely close to perfect and (laughs) I do it too. So there you go. That's just my little, my little musing. But the other thing I really wanted to quickly talk about before I get into the proper episode is if you follow me on Instagram, you probably will have already seen, I am hosting my very first live in-person workshop and oh my God, I'm so excited for this. I, I've wanted to do something like this for a really long time. And my ultimate dream one day is to run retreats, like not your normal health retreat, but something really different and really special. And for me, workshops is a really good kind of like stepping stone, I suppose, on the path to get there. So I've done it. I am hosting a workshop in Hobart on Saturday, the 10th of September. It's called Building Body Acceptance, and it's going to be just two and a half hours of connection with like-minded women, sharing our experiences, sharing our stories. I'll be taking you through exercises and workshops that help to really like bring you back to yourself and tune into who you are and build that body acceptance. Because I think it's something that's so important, which is why, you know, I talk about it constantly on this podcast. So I'm just very, very pumped. I have got at the time of recording this, I've got seven tickets left. I only announced it last late last week. So seven tickets left. They are only $97 as well. And that includes food. And you guys know how I feel about food. So it's going to be good. 
And yeah, basically, if you want to learn more, I will pop the link in the show notes. If you're based in Hobart, come along. If you're not based in Hobart, get on a plane. (laughs) But yes, I am very excited about that. I'm sure you'll be hearing more about it as we get a bit closer to the event. But for today, let's get into the episode. So this episode has been born out of having this conversation a bit recently. And I actually just had this a bit of this conversation with a client like, literally a couple of hours ago. And we were talking about being stuck in your head instead of in your body. And I think this is a really, really common experience for people who are maybe not having the best relationship with their body or having the best relationship with food. We can be really in our heads and find it really hard to connect into our bodies. And I never noticed this when I was kind of going through my own journey with my body because it was so long. Like I had such a long period of time struggling with my body and struggling with food. So I'd never really had the idea that things could be different, but now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, I was so in my head. I was never in my body. I felt really out of touch with my body. And that came down to things like hunger and fullness cues. It came down to things like feeling emotions in my body. I never understood that when people would say, okay, like you do a meditation and it'd be like, all right, now feel happy, like feel the happiness in your body. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's an emotion. It's in my brain. Like I can't feel it. So I don't know if anyone else can relate to that, but it's a conversation I've had with a lot of people recently who felt the same. So basically it's like, we're really disconnected with ourselves a lot of the time. So that's why I wanted to talk about that today. So basically I'm going to take you through just some information, I suppose, on this kind of topic. I'm going to give you kind of a couple of exercises and then also some grounding practices. Some of my favorite grounding practices at the end to help you just get into your body a bit more. So the first question that I want you to ponder on is how do you feel about your body? So really think about that. How do you feel about your body? What comes up for you when I say that? If you are feeling super committed and have access to a pen and paper right now, highly recommend pausing this, pause the podcast and just write down your answer to how do you feel about your body? So write down your feelings as thoroughly as possible and also like write down or have a think about why do you think you feel that way? Why do you think you feel that way about your body? So pause it now, write it down or just have a think. Okay. And we're back. (laughs) So here's the thing. Most people don't actually respond to that question. They don't respond to the question. How do you feel about your body? Instead, they respond to what do you most fear someone will see when they look at you? So basically your flaws, they'll write a list of their flaws, or maybe it's what do you love for people to see when they look at you? So like, for example, your good parts. And what this is, is self-objectification. So what that means is basically observing your body from the outside rather than feeling into it. Like that, those things aren't feelings. Listing your flaws, they're not feelings. The things you think are good about yourself, that's not feelings. That's observing your body from the outside. It's getting into, it's being stuck in your head rather than getting into your body. So I'm going to give you some more examples of how that shows up because I remember when I learned about this concept and it took me a moment, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Hang on. How am I supposed to answer that? And got a bit confused. So for example, it might be like, let's say you're out at lunch with a friend and instead of like sitting there being fully present in the moment, talking to your friend, like feeling where you are, instead you're thinking about like holding in your stomach or you're worried about what your body looks like sitting in the chair to the people behind you. I know that I've been so guilty of this in the past, particularly the holding in your stomach thing, or like 
being at a party and just constantly like trying to be involved in a conversation, but thinking, oh, got a suck in my stomach. Like, oh, what, what are they thinking of me kind of thing? It might show up when you're at the gym. If you're lifting weights, but you're getting distracted, looking in the mirror, noticing, I don't know, like how your top gets stuck in your tummy rolls or wondering if the person on the machine behind you is thinking about how big your thighs are when you bend over to deadlift, it can show up. And I think this one's really common. Like if you're in bed with your partner and you're feeling really self-conscious or detached because you're thinking about the way your body looks instead of just being present and connecting with them in all of these situations, you'll notice that instead of being yourself, you're an observer of yourself. You're in your head. You're looking at yourself from the outside and judging and thinking and all of this stuff when you're not just being in the moment, you're not being present in your moment. You're not being in your body in the moment. So the way that we, we get around this, the way that we stop doing this is we need to learn to be present. We need to learn to be in the moment. We need to practice mindfulness basically. And I don't mean we need to sit there and like, I know meditate all day long and go, oh, nothing like that. You don't have to do that. If you're not a meditation person, no problem. That's fine. If you are a meditation person, send me a DM and I will send you a free 30-day pass to the best meditation app ever. Um, Off topic, Gemma, classic tangent. But basically, yes, it's about being mindful. It's about being present. So what we need to do is we need to get really grounded, ground yourself into your body and be present in your body, be in the moment in your body Instead of living in your head all the time, instead of always being so up in your head, instead of always being so external. So there's a few kind of ways to do this, I suppose, and a few kind of practices that I like to do. The first one is learning how different emotions feel in your body. So like I said in the beginning, I found this really difficult when I first kind of heard about it because I was so disconnected. I never understood that you actually feel emotions in your body. I really thought it was all up in your head and it was all a very like mental and almost like logical kind of thing. But in actual fact, now I can very, like, if I say to myself, okay, feel happy, I can feel exactly where that is in my body. And it feels very different to shame. It feels very different to sadness. It feels very different to excitement. All of these things have different bodily sensations and we're all going to have different ones. So I can't sit here and go, okay, Feeling happy means your chest feels light and your heart beats kind of faster, or you, I don't know, have like tingles or I can't tell you that because you probably feel completely different to me and we all feel different to each other. So what you need to do is you need to learn, well, how do different emotions, how do certain emotions feel in my body? Notice like, where do you feel them in your body? And then what do they feel like? Because it's going to be different to everyone. So yes, it can be hard if you're not used to doing this, but it's such a good practice because Having that connection with our body means having that connection with our emotions, because like I said, they're not in our head. They're a full body experience. So practice working this out with different emotions through maybe like, what does happiness feel like to you? Where do you feel happiness in your body? What does that feel like? Sadness. Where do you feel it? What does it feel like? Stress or anxiety, confidence, excitement, shame. And there'll probably be some crossover. Like for example, stress and anxiety and excitement can often feel really similar. Like if you're one of those people who kind of gets butterflies for both, or maybe gets a bit like amped up adrenaline, like that's what I get. They're very similar. So, and I mean, this is not the topic of the podcast today, but you know, particularly with like confidence and things like that, when you feel that stress or anxiety, you can reframe that as excitement instead and kind of trick your body into thinking, Oh, I'm actually excited. This is good because the sensations feel really similar. 
even just being able to recognize it. Like in this conversation I had with a client earlier tonight, we were talking about, you know, how she does struggle to kind of feel emotions in her body and struggles to sit with emotions and things like that. So something for her was really practicing it, but then it really becomes a good way of identifying what she's feeling. Because once you like, uh, I'm big on self-awareness, like the more, you know, the more you know about your body, the more you know about yourself, the more you can do something about it. If it's something you don't want to do, if you want to change, you can do something about it. So if you know exactly how sadness feels in your body or exactly how maybe shame feels in your body, then when shame pops up, you can be like, oh, okay, that's shame. Cool. What's my coping strategy for shame? How can I bring myself, feel this? Absolutely. But then how can I bring myself out of this? So practice it with all the different kinds of emotions, learn what they are. And you know, this can take time. Like I said, if you haven't been doing this for a long time, it can take time. So work it out and just be more self-aware, be more conscious. Okay. Now the next thing I want to tell you about is my top five practices that I recommend to help you get grounded and to help you come back into your body. So if you are in a moment where you feel like you're really stuck in your head and you want to get present, you're really noticing that you're living kind of upstairs rather than full body, try one of these and work out what works for you. I've got five different ones for you. So I'm sure you'll find one that is your style. Maybe not all of them are, but that's okay. So the first strategy, this is going to sound very difficult. Just breathe deeply. Deep breathing is so underrated. So what I want you to do for this one is just slowly draw your breath in and out. So you might choose to like think in and out with each breath, if that helps you. But, you know, again, that's not for everyone. And then pay attention to how it feels in your body to draw each breath in and to push it back out again. So just really being conscious of your breath. So that thinking the in and thinking the out can be really helpful if you're someone whose brain is like and goes all over the place. And then, so basically practice this, practice the deep breathing for just up to a couple of minutes until you start feeling present in your body again. It's one of my favorite ways to kind of bring you back to yourself. And it's great, obviously, because you can do this anywhere. You can do this without people noticing. Like again, you don't have to close your eyes and go, you can just, you know, breathe. That's fine. We can breathe anywhere. We have to breathe anywhere or we die. The second practice that I have for you is just listening to what's around you. So get really still and just focus solely on what you can hear. Like listen to all the noises around you and focus on each one of them individually. And, you know, you might get distracted and that's okay because we, we do, particularly if you're not used to doing this stuff. But every time you get distracted and then you catch yourself, just go, oh, okay, what can I hear? And your thoughts might go off and, okay, that's fine. Bring it back. What can I hear? So focus on the sounds that you can hear within the room. So maybe that's a clock ticking. Maybe it's the fridge humming or something like that. And then focus on those that you can hear further away. So maybe it's like traffic in the street. Maybe it's seagulls. The seagulls are going mad outside my house right now. Don't know if you guys can hear that, but maybe it's seagulls, whatever it is. And then also like, what about the sounds you can hear within your own body? Like your heart beating. If I get really still, I feel like I can hear the blood pumping. Don't know if that's actually real, but that's what I feel like I can hear it. So let those sounds just bring you back to where you are in your physical body. That's a really, really good way to get grounded, to come back into your body. Grounding technique number three is put your hands in water. So you can do this in a bowl of water or you can just, you know, use it using the tap. Just put your hands under it. So put your hands in the water and focus on the temperature. So like 
Is it warm? Is it cold? How hot is it? How does it feel against your hands? And then like focus on each individual part. So maybe like the backs of your hands, the fingertips, the palms, and then does it feel different on each part? And you can like switch between warm water and cold water. And how do they feel different? This is really, again, you're connecting with your body. You're coming back to yourself. You're getting grounded into your body. All right. The fourth one is something that you might've heard, particularly if you've gone to therapy before, or if you get a bit anxious, I feel like this is one that I've definitely had a psychologist recommend to me. It's the five, four, three, two, one method. So what you need to do is you need to use your five senses to name things around you working back from five. So first of all, name five things you can see. You know what? Let's do it. I'm going to do it now. Name five things you can see. I can see my laptop, a candle, my pretend plant, the water that I spilled all over my desk before and my phone. And then name four things you can hear. I can hear the seagull. I can hear my neighbors bringing the bins in. I can hear other birds, which I think might be living on my roof. And I can hear my own breathing. And then you name three things you can feel. So I can feel my jumper on my skin. I can feel the cool air. I can feel a hair against my face. Name two things you can smell. I have so many candles in my office, so I can smell about eight different kinds of candles, <laughs> but we'll go with two. I can smell two of my candles and then name one thing you can taste. I can taste the leftover coffee in my mouth from before. So work that through. So five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can feel, two things you can smell and one thing you can taste and make an effort to notice like even the little things that you wouldn't normally pay attention to. And that can really, really bring you back to the present and bring you back to your body right now. And the last one I have for you is probably one of my personal favorites for really getting back into your body specifically. And it's just to like feel your body. So work your way through your body from head to toe in your mind and notice how each part of you feels. You know what? Actually, you could also do this like with your hands if you wanted to. Whatever feels good for you, you can make all of these your own. So Work your way through your body head to toe and then just notice how each part of you feels. So can you feel your hair on your shoulders? How does the fabric of your clothes feel on your skin? Does your stomach feel hungry or full? Are you warm or cold? And try to notice something about every part of you to really come back to your body. So I used to do this every single morning as meditation. I would do a half hour body scan meditation every single day. So I would start right at the top of my head. And like, be like, okay, now I'm focusing on my forehead. Now I'm focusing on my eyebrows. Now I'm focusing on my eyes. Now it's my nose. Now it's my lips. Now it's my cheeks. And like really break it down. But you can do this again. If you've got a lot of time and you really want to come back to yourself, do a whole lot, or maybe it's just a quick scan and that's okay. So those are my five grounding tips for you that will bring you back into your body for those moments where you feel like you need it, where you feel like you're living in your head. Use one of those techniques, find something that works for you and really come back to your body, come back to yourself and just get out of your head. Because when you learn to really connect into your body, it makes all of that other stuff that we talk about, like connecting with your body for what to eat, what to fuel yourself with, connecting with your body so you can love it, so you can respect it, so you can appreciate it. Like this is an amazing sort of side benefit, side tool to use with this stuff. And it just, yeah, it's so, so helpful. So I hope you guys found that hopeful. I hope you enjoy it. Like I said, right at the beginning, if you are in Hobart, come along to the building body acceptance workshop with me. I would love to see you there. 
But for those of you who are not in Hobart, you poor you, first of all. <laughs> but also, I have something for you guys as well, because I don't want you to feel left out on this podcast episode. I have just created a new freebie for you guys. I'm going to pop it in the show notes. It's called Five Steps to Stop Snacking on Sugar in 15 Minutes or Less. Now, you guys know, I think eating sugar, not a problem. I don't do good food. I don't do bad food. But it's something that a lot of people have as a barrier, I think, to wanting to learn to eat intuitively because they're like, yeah, but, 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 but I would go ham on the sugar and I would just eat everything inside. I would live off sugar if I could. I'm addicted to sugar, mate. I hear it all the time, all the time. First of all, you're not addicted to sugar. So, but anyway, I thought that I would create this resource for you. It's got five steps you can follow and one step might work. If it doesn't, you move on to step two. If it doesn't, you work on to step three. In 15 minutes or less, it will help you in the moment. It is a resource you can use straight away, basically, to help you stop snacking on sugar in 15 minutes or less. So you can stop like reaching for the Tim Tams literally every single day and just like have a better relationship with sugar, a better relationship with food, because don't we all want that? Of course. All right. That is me for the day. I'm going to love you and leave you and I will see you in the next episode.